Father, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you that you're growing us up in all aspects. Lord, thank you that so many, Lord, here in 2024 are attached to the vine. Lord, they are they're connected to you. They're listening to you. They're in your word, Lord. We call it Bible Revival 2024. Just just thank you for the shift that you're uh, that you're doing. And Lord, all the fruit that will remain as a result of your people living connected to you. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. So we're going through the Gospel of John together, if you weren't aware, and we're purposing to walk in the authority of Christ through knowing His Word. Jesus rebuked the devil himself in the wilderness in Matthew chapter 4 using Scripture. And so we are purposing to walk in the authority of Christ. And I want to walk more and more in that authority. Now, I I have it because I have Christ, but the more I'm in tune with Him, the more I'm familiar with His Word, understand the Scripture, know the Scripture, uh, the more I can experience the reality of the authority we have, just like when we're talking about laying some of these things down. We have authority. It's a lie that you can't overcome a particular sin. That's a lie. It's an absolute lie, a great deception. Um, greater is he that's within you than anything outside of you. Um, so I am asking each of you as a, as a church family, I'm asking you, we're asking you to sit in the Gospel of John with us every week because we're going through it. We The uh, first two Sundays we covered uh, John chapter 1, verse 1 through 5. We'll be in 6 through 13 today. But I want you to sit in John with us. Let's go through it together because, again, we want to train you, we want to help you have your own relationship with the living vine, the living word, Jesus Christ. I don't want you living, you know, just off of my observations, my prayers, or Gretchen's, or Ron Garman's, or Don Wheeler's. You need to have your own observations from the Lord. If you live off someone else's observations and revelations, you will remain an infant. And that is not God's best for you. Those in leadership... Uh, need to be pointing you to Christ. And we're going to get into that when we see John the Baptist, the perfect model of that type of leadership. But we want you having your own revelation and time with the Lord that you don't remain a child, but you grow up in all aspects into Christ. So if you're getting your own observations, then uh, that's what happens as a result of that. Uh, we treat Scripture... And we're not taught, This is not a program to read through the Bible in a year and never remember one thing we ever read. We treat reading Scripture as an act of, number one, listening to the Holy Spirit. So just get this in your, in your filter. When I'm in God's Word, I am listening to the Holy Spirit. I'm not just reading a chapter and check it off the box and go live however I want. I'm in Scripture. I'm with the author. So reading Scripture is an act of listening to the Holy Spirit. Number two, connecting with Christ. Jesus taught Himself. He even rebuked the uh, Pharisees, that the purpose of Scripture is to bring you to Him. Okay, so we're not, we're not trading Bible time for Jesus' time. They need to go together. When you're in Scripture, it should connect, connect you to Christ who is the living Word. And then number three, do what He says. Do what He says. We're not really feeding on Scripture if we're not doing the will of the Father. Because Jesus said in John 4, I have food that you know not of. And then He went on to say, that uh, my food is to do the will of the Father. So we can say we're feeding on Christ, and rightfully so in Scripture, but let's do what He says, because that's part of our feeding on Christ as well. So that's how we treat that. 
Let's go ahead and get to John chapter 1, verse 6 through 13. Uh, I'm, I'm at a loss. Let's try this. Okay. Verse 6. <laughs> there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world. Notice he, just like he did with Logos, verse 1 through 5, in the beginning was the word, that Greek word is Logos, and then verse 2 he says, he. So we're talking about Jesus the Christ here. He is the word of God. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world didn't know him. He came to his, his own and his own didn't receive him. Look at this, verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right, the authority to become children of God, offspring of God. To those who what? Believe, believe in his name. Everybody say believe. One more time, believe, okay? To those who believe in His name, as many as received Him, those who believe in His name, who were born not of blood nor the will of the flesh, born not of the will of man, born of God. Amen. So for those of you that have eaten the Word with us, there's a list right here. I'm going to give it to you up front. There's a list in verse 6 through 8. Um, I'm going to read it again. There's a man sent from God. His name was John. He came for a witness, bear witness to the light that all through him, through him might believe on Christ. He was not that light, but sent to bear witness to the light. So the list here is John the Baptist is not the light. Number two, John the Baptist was sent to bear witness to the true light, Jesus Christ. Number three, John's aim was that all may believe in Christ through Him. Okay? Three points right there that can help you and I when we're sharing our love for Christ with others. Had a guy in my uh, M28 group this week. The Lord has just really put it on his heart to live as light and salt and to live lovingly at work. And how he... Had been, he started there, and a gentleman even came up to him and said, Man, we need people like you in this work environment that, that love the Lord. But he said, You know, the Lord has shown me I've drifted from that. And I, I tend to just blend in. I listen to the stories, I listen to the jokes. I, he said, That's not what God has for me. So he's changing his mind. But here's what we have to remember as we do that and we bear witness of our love for the Lord. Number one, taken from this list, the message is not about us. Thank God. The message is not about us. John understood that. He knew the message wasn't about himself. It's okay to give your testimony. You know, bear witness, testify of the goodness of Christ, but keep the focus on Christ. Number two, tell people who Jesus is. John wasn't the light, but he did come to bear witness of the true authentic light, and that's Jesus Christ. He testified Jesus is Lord in verse 23 of John chapter 1. He uh, will say he's not worthy to untie Jesus' sandals in verse 27. In verse 29, he says, Behold the Lamb of God. Th this is what we all ought to be doing. And if we're not 
careful. We live in a culture that likes to sensationalize preachers or icons or celebrities who are not the light. Now let me rightly divide this. Because in Matthew 5.14, Jesus said, You are the light of the world. And that word is phos. Same as what we see in John chapter 1, verse 1 through 5. The Greek word phos, where we get phosphorus. But how many of you know you cannot give your light to another human being and, and cause them to become a child of God? They have to get their own light from the true, authentic light source, Christ Himself. Remember the parable of the ten virgins? You cannot give your oil to someone else. You are derivative. Jesus Christ is not. He is the source and the supply we ought to be connecting everybody to. And I am not ashamed at all to tell you, you do not need to live off of my revelations and observations. You need to get your own from the true light. And I will point you to Him. And I apologize. We've been here 25 years at Grace Church. I apologize for times I've not done that effectively. I need to always point you to Him. Any leader needs to point you to Christ and simply say, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Good leadership is I stand beside Dottie and point her to Christ, not to myself. Now, how many of you know with ego it can become easy? We, we like that people become dependent on us or, man, I so loved what you shared. That's, it's fine. It's okay. And you can derive life. The Holy Spirit's the teacher. You can derive life from the Word while it's being taught. But man, all of this exists to get you to Him. I might be gone tomorrow. Amen. He goes on to say in verse 30 uh, that Jesus was of higher rank than Him. Because Jesus existed before him. And yet, which one's older? <laughs> he has a revelation. Number three, seek to bring people to believe in Jesus. Let that be your heart's desire. This gentleman I mentioned that's in my M28 discipling group on Tuesday nights, his desire is to bring people to believe in Jesus through his life and message through how he lives and points people to the Lord. Don't just have a nice talk with somebody. Encourage people to put their full heart's trust in Jesus Christ for salvation. Why does the heart matter? Because with the heart, man believes. I told you last week, I don't want you to believe a false gospel that you can believe on Jesus like you believe in George Washington. And that somehow that makes you radically saved. He who has the Son has the life. He who has not the Son has not the life. And that's what verse uh, 12 and 13 get into. But I want to touch on this, this number two, how John's bearing witness to the light. It is a big deal for John the Baptist, who Jesus said there's no greater prophet in the Old Testament than John the Baptist. And yet here comes John pointing to somebody other than himself. What a a joy. And if I'm not mistaken, the word John means God's graciousness. It is God's graciousness that we see an example of a person who has a powerful ministry who is not pointing people to himself. But pointing people to Jesus 
the Christ. John was not trying to bring everybody to him. Many people did follow John the Baptist. He had his own disciples. Many people thought he was the guy. He's the man. Happens today too much. But we have to understand, church, we are not the light for other people. We are not the end-all, be-all for other people. Our role is to connect them to the vine and to say, Behold, the Lamb of God. This is, this is where life and light comes from. Like I said, no person can save anybody except the true authentic life. It's a blessing to see John the Baptist understand his identity, his assignment, and his role and not get him confused. Because people even came to John and said, hey, Jesus is getting popular. Hey, what are we going to do, man? He's becoming more popular than you, John. They baited him. John didn't take it. Thank you, Lord, for the model of John the Baptist who understood, hey, his response was, I need to decrease so he can increase. I rejoice that his voice is on the scene. Thank you, Lord. You have light in you. That is Christ. That's why he can say you're the light of the world because Christ is in you. I even gave you last week Ephesians 5, 8, and 9. You once were darkness. You are now light. You are false, but, but that, that light you have in you, that oil you have in you, you can't give it to somebody else. They got to get it from him. Thank you, Lord. John ran his race in such a way that when the true light showed up, people actually responded to Christ. Humility goes a long way. I think humility is a key to the kingdom of God. That we humble ourselves. Everything that God does throughout Scripture is a death nail to man's self-sufficiency or pride. Let your relationship with God no longer be defined by your eagerness to achieve for Him, but by your humble willingness to receive from Him. As Paul said, what do you have that you did not receive? What could we possibly gloat over? Last week we got to Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, right? For it's by grace that you've been saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. Which one's not of you? Both. You were literally saved by grace and faith that God gave you. Now I'm going to show you today what's the human side of it because there is a human side. How many of you know he doesn't go around just saving people against their will? He's not penetrating their heart and their, their spirit man against their will. There is a human part of it. It's called believing. It's called receiving. We see it in verse 12. Bless you. (laughs) Some uh, cross-references for you. I mentioned Ephesians 5, 8, and 9. You once were darkness, you are now light. You really are the body of Christ in the earth. You have that light. You contain that light. He didn't light you to hide you. Right? Isn't that what he said? Matthew 5, I didn't like you to hide you. Matthew 5, 14, you're the light of this world. Jesus didn't say, or Jesus even said in John 16, it's better that I go away. Right now there's one container with Foss, light, and Zoe life in it. But if I'll die, rise again, erase the, the, uh, 
the defilement of mankind and Adam's sin, a cleanse mankind, that life and light can be multiplied. That's why he said it's better that I go away. Because instead of one container of foss, we're going to have millions. But man, those millions have got to figure out who's in us. And then that we're here to point people to get connected to him. Let's look at John chapter 1, verse 9. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. So where it says gives light, that's actually translated, the light came and shines light on every man. That's what that means. Okay, he's not lighting people against their will. He's shining light on every man. Jesus said, don't think that I came to bring peace. I came to bring some division. What's the division? When the light shows up, men have to decide, am I a cockroach that retreats into darkness? Because I love darkness more than light. Or do we come out, acknowledge our sin, acknowledge our need for God, and come to the light? You say, brother, where do you get that? I'll show you right here. John 3, um, 18 through 21. My slides are messed up, so it may take me a while to get there. Oh, my stars. <laughs> he who believes in him, this is Jesus speaking shortly after John three sixteen, which we all know God so loved the world. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he's not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Verse 20, for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds would be clearly seen and that they've been done in God. When I came up to you this morning and I was open, honest, and vulnerable with you, that the Lord says, Steve, there's little foxes here. There's things that waste your time and my time. There's things that cause you to stumble that have no business being in your personal life. That is Steve saying, I want the light on these things. I want the light on these things. I am not a cockroach. Amen. I don't, I, I don't want to retreat to the darkness. I want to come to the light. And that's what he's describing here. God sharing his life. Christ comes, Logos comes and shines the light, exposing, yes, but overcoming darkness and ignorance that's caused by sin. I encourage you, let Him shine His light on areas of darkness. Think about that. Invite Him into those areas because He sees them anyway. Who are you fooling? You're not fooling him. And guess what? He's, he's quite comfortable there because he understands the light overcomes the darkness and the darkness can't apprehend it. Yeah. So let him in. He sees it anyway. Now, let's go to verse 11 and 12. Oh. Good luck on this. Help me, Holy Ghost. He came to his own, and his own did not what? Receive him. Verse 12, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right, the, the power, the authority to become children of God to those who 
believe in His name. You have one work to do. Are you ready? Are you ready? He's, he's supplying grace and faith, right? Which one's not of ourselves? Both. Believe and receive. Believe and receive. Now this will keep you reliant and dependent upon your Father for every single thing. Believe and receive. Remember the contrast last week? We had people (laughs) writing to us, you don't know how long I've spent my whole life trying to conjure enough faith. And you're telling me if I'll submit myself fully, I'll entrust myself to God that He supplies the faith. I just need to hear. Faith comes by hearing His voice and hearing by the word, rhema. Yeah. Had a guy tell me that this week. I've been in church. You don't know how long. I think he's 55 years old. I've been in church all these years trying to conjure enough faith. And yet, if I'll yield myself fully to him. Remember when when Ann testified, Ann Marshall last week, testified uh, at her work that there had been a young man tragically killed. And so uh, one of her older employees had said, I just don't think I can get, get the faith to get through this. Where do you get faith from in a time like this? And Ann said, faith comes from God. That's where you get it. And so she showed him the definition of pistis in the Greek from Bible Hub. The word faith. And so he's like, you mean my part is to surrender myself fully to God? And that's where I get the faith? For me, not only me, but my whole family can get faith to walk through this tragedy? That's right. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Just yoke to me. And I'll supply everything that you need. But there is a part. Yoke to Him. Believe. Receive. And it's not a one-time receiving. I don't think branches receive one time. I think it's ongoing, right? What did He say? Abide in me, which means remain. Live here. Stay with me. And you'll bear much fruit because apart from me, you can do nothing. So we believe and receive what? Logos. In the beginning was the Word. Logos. It was presented to us. But now that we believe and receive, it becomes rhema. The other Greek word. It becomes alive in me. The Word is alive in me because I've received it. I've possessed it. I aggressively took the light on the inside and it became rhema. Now let's throw up John 6, 28 through 33. And you know, I'm just going to scroll through. (laughs) Look at this. They said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? That's a great question. Verse 29 of John 6. Jesus answered and said to them, Here's the work of God. Here's what I need you to do. Believe in Him whom He sent. That is your job. Believe. Therefore they said to Him, I love this, Well, what sign shall you perform then that we may see it and believe you? We walk by faith, not by... They hadn't figured that out yet. What sign will you do that we can believe? What work will you do so we can, you know, believe in you? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert as it's written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Can you top that? Verse 32. Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, Moses didn't give you the bread from heaven. My father gives you the true bread from heaven. There it is again. True light, true bread. Verse 33. For the bread of God is He who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. 
Guess what the Greek word for life is? Zoe. Eternal, never-ending, self-existent, self you know, it propels itself because God himself is that light and life. I want every one of you in this room and everybody who's watching online and worshiping with us online to be connected to the right life source. In our country, mostly what we have in churches is what's called an attraction model. Attract people to the building through uh, preaching, praise and worship, and programs. And we try to get people in. Let's get them connected. You know, if they'll, they'll stay if you get them busy, you get them doing something. I want you connected to Jesus the Christ. Preaching, praise and worship, and programs pale. Thank you, Lord, for that P. Pale in comparison (laughs) to the presence of Jesus Christ. It's prophetic. (laughs) That was Anita. That wasn't me. Good job, Anita. What happens is in America is people, when it's an attraction model, they just come and that's kind of their, their thing. Well, I, you know, I, I praise God today. I heard a good sermon and what a great service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you later. That's a great injustice. John the Baptist would never do that. He would not try to build his own ministry and attract people to it. Oh, please. Are you, I hope you're, I hope you're hearing. We want to, we want to connect you to Christ. And we want to train you to have an ongoing, personal, day-to-day, heart-to-heart relationship with Christ. And that's what soap's for. That's what Eat the Word's for. You may have your own way of doing those things. That's fine. But ask yourself this question. Am I able, through how I'm feeding, to multiply His life towards other people? Is, is how I'm doing this reproducible in the sense that I can help somebody else? Because if you've been doing your own thing for 20 years and you've never helped someone else feed on Christ, I'd say your method doesn't work. Everybody say, I love (laughs) Brother Steve. (laughs) If what you're doing in your personal scripture time is not reproducing and able to multiply his life elsewhere, I don't like it. It's not... it doesn't work. If we want to be like Jesus, Brian Cannon said this. If we want to really be Christ-like, then we would be making disciples. Amen. It's one thing to have Christ spiritually formed in you, but where is the fruit of your intimacy that fosters ministry to others? And that, that's the thing. So we, we want to get away because what happens is if people are simply attracted to the program, the praise and worship and the preaching, they never learn to self-feed. They're always feeding off someone else. And that's a tragedy because that's not what he died for. He died for you. And he wants time with you. He wants to express his life through you. If you, if you want further revelation on it, sit with him in John 4. Verse 39 through 42. Is that right, Jody? 39 through 42. Woman at the well. Don't, don't act like you don't know. You told me this. <laughs> this came from you. <laughs> oh, so it's the address through y'all. All right. John four thirty-nine. The woman at the well told the whole town who Jesus was. And some, it says, believed. But then they're smart and they asked Jesus, would you stay with us for a couple of days? And he did. 
And they sat with him themselves. Verse 42, they go to the woman and said, we believed on him, you know, because of what you had said. But now, no, we believe because we've heard him for ourselves. That's what we want for you. We want it to be a, a training center that help people hear the voice of the Lord through the scriptures and walk with him on a daily basis. Because I think that's what a, a disciple is, what a student of Jesus is. And, you know, we've banged this drum many times over the years, but you're not church members. The church member is not in the Bible. Disciple is. You're, you're a student of Jesus. You're a follower of Jesus Christ. That's why two and a half years ago he said, okay, erase everything that's not centered on me. Start a series called The Centrality of Jesus, which we're still on two and a half years later, because everything needs to point you to him. Amen. Everything needs to bring you to the vine. Uh, but what a great passage, right? I mean, John 6, all of it is just fantastic but the bread of god is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world now i want to show you this next one this is the word believe when jesus said that uh this is the work of god that you believe so this is the the strongest concordance the word is pistuo i am that's how i think but it's 4100 it says to believe or entrust Look at what it says, human believing with the sacred signature of being persuaded by the Lord. Logos is the express, remember it's the thoughts and ideas of God expressed. That's why Jesus called the word. God has thoughts and ideas about you. He sent you a word. He communicated with you. He did it in human form because you're a human being. He didn't send you a text message or a book and say, here, read this. He came in human form. We beheld His glory. Glory is the only begotten Son. Right? Okay. So we're persuaded by the Lord. Logos is presented to us. The believing that leads to and proceeds from God's inbirthing of faith. So it leads to God inbirthing faith. The belief is there and faith comes running. Believing is receiving. Believing is I fully entrust. Look at the last line. Give yourself up. Lord, I give myself up to you. I need you. I'm desperate for you. Uh, where's D. Corey? There she is. So D, we've talked about her testimony a couple of times um, where the day that, that Gretchen almost died, D was there and she didn't know what to pray. She didn't have anything to give because she wasn't living connected to the vine. So after that episode ended, she got in her car and she bawled her eyes out and she cried out to God. And he inbirthed faith in her because she went into her car and she gave herself up fully to the Lord. And she cried in her heart. Everybody say, her heart. Because with the heart, we believe. Her whole heart opened to the Lord and said, I need you. I never want to be empty or feel helpless again. And he birthed faith in her and he lit her. And now that light shines, not only through her, where she's able to, you know, share and display Christ to her atheist uh, co-worker. It just comes out of her. He lit her, but now others can see the light that's exuding through her. All that happened because of belief. As she believes that's the human side, then grace and faith come running. And I'm not saying she got born again. I'm just saying she reconnected to the vine and he was happy to meet her there because I think what moves God is a heart that believes. 
And that's why Jesus said, this is it. This is, you want to know the work you're supposed to do? Believe on him that he sent. Believe on me. What's interesting is, touching on what I was saying earlier, many of you don't know this, but when Dee was there with Gretchen and not knowing what to do, feeling empty, she called me. Pastor, would you pray? And, and Stacy and I did. We prayed. The church idol in the West would say, Oh, D, so good you did that because you need a church and you need a pastor and you need ministers and you got to have these people around you to prop you up. That is not what God is after. What He has now is a woman that the next time uh, chaos ensues in front of her, she is full, she is lit, and she will pour Him into that situation. Now, after she does that, can she call me? Can she call the intercessors and say, would you agree for me this happened? I I laid hands on her. I prayed for her. Let's agree in prayer. Nothing wrong with that. But I'm not about to tell anybody in this place, you need to call me because you don't have the goods. Every one of you are a priest and a king in the kingdom of God. You're connected to the vine. Get full on him and do the works of God. Do what you're supposed to do. Do what you do. Your identity not only includes who you are, it includes what you do. It's not just, I'm the righteousness of God. Yay, that's who I am. But as the righteousness of God, I'm light and salt. I do things. (laughs) I hear and obey. I heard that, Annie. That's good. D's side was believing. God's side was faith. Faith is a fruit of the Spirit. What is the Spirit looking for? Receptivity. The Spirit is a vine. The kingdom came as a vine. Looking for receptive people. So... What's our part in this? We're going to labor to enter rest. We're going to fight the good fight. We, we have a role to play. We're going to come under Jesus' yoke. He's not just going to yoke himself to you against your will. Come fully surrendered under his yoke. And then guess what? Keep hearing and hearing. Because that's how faith from God comes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That is rhema. Not Logos. Logos is it's expressed to you. Rhema is I've possessed it. I've aggressively taken it in as my own. Ongoing relationship is the point of Him connecting you to the vine so that you'll remain in Him. You'll walk with Him. Write this one down. I don't have it for you up there. Matthew 4.19. Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Follow me. I'm committed to follow Christ. Number two, I'll make you. I'm committed to being transformed by Christ. Amen, somebody. I'm committed to being transformed by Christ. And the more I'm in the Word, the more it's a mirror, and the more He's like, ah, yes. Yes. And then thirdly, fishers of men, I'm committed to be on mission with Jesus. I'm committed to follow Him. I'm committed to be transformed by Him. And I'm committed to be on mission with Him. It's abide ways works. Follow me. Abide with me. Follow me. If you Can I get a witness? If you follow Him and you walk with Him, you're remaining with Him. Okay, so you're you're abiding. Mm -hmm. And I'll make you. 
transform, transformation. Right. He's not going to leave you where he found you. He's going to grow you and mature you to look more and more like him. Right. Fishers of men. Works. I'm going to partner with Christ to, to work the works of God. All right? Let's wrap this up with verse 13. Oh, oh Holy Ghost, help me. <clears throat> I love this. I didn't touch on it earlier, but this is the list I started out with. Press people to believe in and follow Christ. We're not just offering a decision, but a path of life to walk. One of the things we want to do at Grace Church, we're not just offering conversion. We want to offer discipleship. We, we want to offer a pathway to walk where you follow Christ. What happened in America is everybody celebrated, somebody signed a card, and then nobody walked with Jesus. Yeah. So maybe that was supposed to go up on the screen. Who knows? All right. Keep going. Oh, thanks. Um, so verse 13 is the last one we'll cover. Who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And Stephen, you can go ahead and come, brother. So John, the apostle John, hammers right here in verse 13 the contrast of man's efforts. Man's reasoning, how he does things, versus this is an absolute work of God. John takes it out of the hands of man. This, this is not man-made. This is not religion. This is supernatural. Only God can do this. Only God can beget someone, a child of his own kind. That's what he's saying. Again, death nail to our self-effort uh, and independence, which is how we fell in the garden, declaring our independence from God. So remember that a lot of this is, is to the Jews where John is concerned. So he's saying to them, hey, let's make an effort to come out from under the law of self-effort and come under God's new law. Romans 8.2. Anybody know it? You are under law, but it's Romans 8.2. It's a lot different than the hard taskmaster of the stone tablets. This is now written in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Romans 8.2. We're under the law of the spirit of life, Zoe, in Christ Jesus. No condemnation for those who are in Christ. That's verse 1. Verse 2. Uh, who are not under the law who has freed you from the law of sin and death, and now we live under the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? We come under His guidance, His Lordship, His total authority, His total rulership of our life. It's not Steve living how he wants and hoping that God adds to Steve a great life. Steve doesn't have a life to live except for Christ. I have one life to live like the soap opera. One life to live. And it's Christ. Galatians 2.20. What does it say? Anybody know it? Galatians 2.20. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me, through me. And then the life that I do live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. This is spiritual reality. Verse 13, spirit reality versus natural reality. Why is this important? Because the parent reality in the whole of existence is the spirit. Everything you see came from the unseen realm. 
Everything that's physical came from the parent reality, the initial reality, spirit. And that's where God dwells. Will you stand with me? Amen. Hallelujah. Which reality did we get born into first? No fault of our own. We got born into the physical and the natural first. So sometimes it's hard to see the Spirit. But how many of you know with God, all things are possible? Jesus said, it is hidden. The kingdom of God is hidden, but it's not hidden from you. It's hidden for you. If you'll what? Seek and you'll find. Ask and it'll be given to you. Knock and it'll be opened to you. You will find him if you look for him. John, Jeremiah 29, 13, with your whole heart. Because with the heart, man believes. Hold on, Josh. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here this morning, you say, Brother Steve, I have not received this life of Christ you're talking about. The very life of God. But I know with certainty in my heart today, I don't want to live another day without Him. I want to receive Him. I want to take this new beginning. I want to walk with Him each and every day. If that's you, would you slip your hand up and say, would you pray for me, Steve? Anybody? Anyone? I want to be born again. Not of the flesh, but of the Spirit of God. Anybody? Anybody? you're here today and you'd say brother steve i know that i am saved and born again but i tell you i've not been feeding on him i've not been you know tapped into the vine and remaining with him but i want to do that i want the grace and the faith to begin to do that and i'm willing to prioritize him from this day forward would you pray for me because that is my heart to abide with Jesus walk in his ways and be his partner on the mission field if that's you would you slip your hand up so I can pray for you amen thank you brother thank you amen praise God amen see that hand praise God thank you I see that hand let's pray this with with each of those say heavenly father I come to you this morning. I've not been connected the way my heart desires to. So I commit to follow you and to be made by you and to join you in mission from this day forward. Lord, that all that old stagnation, complacency pass away. Let all my old idols pass away. And that from this day, I live connected to you. My first and my only love. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. 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 Come on, give God praise this morning. Okay.